when we're connected, we're committed. We buying that? Shit, I don't know. Sammy, bang that. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. And Bill Show. The sickest Indianapolis Colts podcast. It's gonna be sick. Sick, sick. Yes, sir. Welcome to the Anvil Show, Sick Podcast Edition. Fellas, you guys come on in. Let's talk about it. Welcome, Pat. What's going on, brother? Welcome, Acosta. What's going on, y'all? It's our first ever show on Sick Podcast. Excited to be here. How you fellas feeling about that tonight? I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. A little nervous. <laughs> uh, don't the, these that. these guys are highly professional, so we got to step up our game to to match their energy. It's official. How you feeling, Acosta? Man, I'm you know I'm a little nervous as well, but you know what, man? Guess what? I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. You know we're gonna you know bring these boys up like they're bringing us up right now. So. Let's rock this thing. Let's do it. All right, Sammy. Go ahead and bang that. Let's get into our first topic. So, like I started, we met Shane Staken last week, right? And he said, when we're connected, we're committed. Now, let's talk about that for a second, right? Like, this is a brand new coach that's actually hired, right, like to be our coach. Because remember last time, Frank Frank Reich was kind of like a throw-in. Remember, Josh Daniels left us at the altar. So this is his first words, his first address to the team. And the whole city, you know, the whole fan base wants to know, is this just something that he's saying to say, or are we bought in? Pat, how you feeling about that 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 tagline? I am absolutely bought in. Uh, watching, watching that um, introduction to the players, uh, it had me fired up. It had me ready, get, ready to put some cleats on, get back on the field. Oh goodness! Now I'd only <laughs> I would only have made about thirty seconds, but I was fired up to get back out there. But yeah, absolutely, I bought in. Um, you know, and and we've all played, you know, and that's what makes us fun because you know we li- get to relive glory days doing this. Um, but what was it that always pumped me up? You know, and it was that coach that I could relate to. It was that coach that I could believe in. It's, it was that coach that got better out of me that I didn't know that was there. And that's what I was feeling watching him do that. Now, Acosta, I'm going to kick it to you because we know how spirited you are, right? So yes, sir. how did you feel when you heard that? You watched the video. Um, and you can just see the passion in everything he says. But how did you feel when you heard those actual words? I mean, man, it was just – I felt like it was a complete 180, you know, from Frank Reich's motivational speeches in the past. Mm. I mean, not to not to put him on blast, but, you know, he's calm, he's cool, he's collected, you know. So I really believe that Shane Steichen brings a new energy to this locker room, and it shows. He, this, this guy's young, he's passionate, he's hungry, and that's what these players are, young, passionate, and hungry. And he said, you know, like our topic, you know, when you're connected, you're committed. And that's what he's here to do is to bring this locker room together to fully – you know, bring us together as a team, as a locker room, as brothers, you know, on the gridiron. So with that, it's going to bring, you know, the consistency that we've been lacking. It's going to start with the coach. It's going to start with the coaches and just do a trickle down effect. 
I'm gonna say yeah. this. Can, can I oh, interrupt you real okay, quick? Okay, because you know, you know, I'm gonna be long winded. I, I know. Go ahead. You, you're not going to be. You are long winded. All right. Well, whatever. That's but anyways, fine. <laughs> if if you go back throughout last season, and you go back a little before that, and when we was talking about what these players need, you know, we've all talked that we need a head coach that can do this. That's what I said. Clyde, you said we need the, the head coach to do this. Acosta said we need the head coach to do that. You know, so when I was watching that, I started seeing everything that we was talking about in that one coach. Oh, You know, that, that guy that's going to sit there and get everybody fired up. A guy that's going to sit there and coach the game through his gut. A guy that's going to have consistency. A guy that's going to, you know keep everybody accountable you know right. and when we got jeff saturday in you know we hey there you go and clyde you said this there you go p you got you got somebody get these guys fired up yep but he didn't really keep them accountable like he said he was going to uh was no consistency whatsoever you know right. and the list goes on and on and on but watching this it got me thinking back to what each one of us was saying what we need our head coach to be and right now, what I'm seeing is total package of what we wanted. Total package. Weird, weird way to put that. <laughs> but I will say, uh, you know me, I'm going to always kind of be the stick in the mud, right? Uh, I'm the person that has to see the proof in the pudding. And I'm, it's not that I'm knocking Shane Steichen, but you know me. I always said I don't. I'm not for the rah rah coach, and and it's not because that's a bad thing to be. But it's like I want somebody who actually knows the X's and O's so well that rah rah is is not even needed. Now again, Shane Steichen wasn't my first pick. I think you know I was more so going with the enemy and maybe a, maybe another guy. I, I kind of liked um, the guy that was Callahan out in Cincinnati yep. um, because I'm sitting there thinking the one thing that we struggled on. It's also the biggest thing that I fear. We struggled on offense. But when you bring in an offensive mind, then you have potentially the Frank Reich effect again, where you're not coaching an entire game. So those were things that I was going to worry about. But the difference with Shane Steichen, right, is you can just see the energy, going back to your point, Pat, that he brings. And I think that that energy, I can then disconnect it from the rah-rah. Like, this guy loves football, right? And I'm sure most coaches do. But the one thing that he has on his side is that he's young, he's innovative. And then I think also just that he has multiple facets of the game already in a short amount of time because he's coached defense. He's worked with, you know, he was a college coach. Or I'm sorry, a college quarterback himself. So he he can speak to, I guess, the relative parts of the game today. He's only 37, 38 years old. So this is good for us in that right. Um, but I still need to see <laughs> The proof in the pudding um, because our fan base is starving right now. We're starving for many reasons, right? We're starving because we can't figure the quarterback position out. We're starving because for years now, I'd say three to four years, we've had a, a roster full of talent that has not produced. I mean, two years ago, we had seven pro bowlers, right? Most in the league and didn't make the playoffs, like stuff like that. That doesn't even make sense. And so right now it really doesn't matter who walks through the door. But I honestly think despite who comes in the door, the fan base is going to be a little bit questionable. So I'm speaking for the fan base right now. It was a great speech. We felt it. The energy was there. But just like somebody said today, the with the first pick is about to start. And a lot of people already have doubt. And I, you know, and it's kind of weird because 
you know, traditionally, Chris Ballard does what? He drafts pretty fucking well. But then the team ends up playing, like, you know, not so well. And then it's like, what's the point? And so there's just a lot of negative energy, not a lot of optimism. So a lot of pessimists. <laughs> and tonight, play the biggest role of pessimist. Uh, and not in a negative way. I want Shane Steichen to do great. I feel his energy. But show me in week one. My thoughts. <laughs> Look at Patrick. Patrick is so cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a hundred percent right. Omaha myself, not yet. No, no you're you're a hundred percent right. Um, any any coach that we bring in, and any player that we bring in, has to show their worth. Facts. They, they just they absolutely have to. But I'm the kind of guy that likes to peel layers. Yep. You know, so I won't just say, oh. You know, I'm from Kansas, the show me state. You got to show me first. No. <laughs> now you get home. <laughs> now, what kind of? That was so corny, Pat. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, go for it. Is Finish your effect, statement. Is, is the onion effect because your head's shaped like an onion? Could be. Could be. <laughs> Feel the layers back. But I, 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 I like to think it that I'm a little intelligent, so I can pull some layers back. Mm. And, you know, and truly see stuff going on. Just like uh, when everybody last year was saying, fire Frank, fire Chris. I'm like, why mm-hmm. do you guys not yeah. know what this man has done? Right. Yeah, we, we've bombed here. We've bombed there. Absolutely. But other than there, you know, he's hit home run after home run after home run. Yep. You know, so peel back those layers. If he can hit home runs here, 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 and here, when he sees his guy at quarterback, he's going to hit that too. You can believe it. So I'll I'll peel back layers on on the coach, um, and and I'll be optimistic about him doing what I'm seeing that he I think he's going to do. All right, country, you get the, last you get last attacks on this one before we move on. The last the last thing I just want to say, even though you know he hyped up that locker room, you know he was passionate about what he said. This coach that we got is a no bullshitter. We will see that week one. He's going to hold people to a high accountability rate that we've not seen before from our coaches from the last five, six years, whatever it's been. So expect him to expect perfection when it comes to this team because the amount of talent we have on this team. He doesn't want bullshit. He doesn't want excuses. He knows this team's built to win, and that's what he's here to do is to win. So I'm expecting a no bullshit mentality. That's just my mentality as in, you know, Growing up playing football, that's the way our coaches, you know, coached us. And I see that in him. He comes from that era, you know, close to us. So, no bullshit and play consistent football, I'm all for it. <laughs> and with that, let's get into the bullshit now. Sammy, bang that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, dig. You're going to have way too much fun. With way that. too much fun. Listen, we are one week out from the draft right and there's all kind of rumors flying around first and foremost we got to hit some big targets so mr casario down in houston two days ago said hey we're entertaining offers for anybody wants to come up to two right now a couple things to go with that a they hired a defensive-minded coach okay so you know quietly everybody was like oh yeah we're gonna take our quarterback of the future blah 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 but I also kept saying, like, this is the defensive-minded coach who had a crazy defense out in San Fran. Who's to say 
He doesn't want Will Anderson or another star, Jalen Carter or whomever. So now just for them to come out and say that, maybe it's smoke and mirrors, maybe it's a smoke screen, but maybe not. Then last night, <laughs> Adam Schefter comes out and says, hey, for everyone that's doing pre-draft analysis and think it's going to go quarterback, 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 you're probably wrong. Now, Adam Schefter is an insider. We know who he is. We don't have to sit here and try to insult his intelligence at all. But he's saying that people probably are wrong if they're thinking quarterbacks are just going to fly off the board. One through four. Well, one, two, three, then or one, two, skip three, then four to us, which then brought us back into the fold for maybe we get our guy. Right. And so since we're getting our guy and we're talking about our guy, lo and behold, we got to talk about the top four again. (laughs) So round one. (laughs) <laughs> fight <laughs> here we go Clyde's guy is CJ Stroud right I've been saying this from day one and what we're going to do right now is dance with all of them so right now we have a question mark up because it's pretty sure Bryce is probably going to be gone I think that Frank Wright really 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 knows that if he came up to one they better take Bryce he's probably the surest of them all to include CJ but I think that question back that that question mark, excuse me, could be your guy, Hendon Hooker. Probably just wouldn't be at number four. Would be a trade back, get him later. But we're gonna go around a horn and give pros and cons again for all of the quarterbacks. So CJ Stroud's up first, Pat, you're up first. Why is CJ Stroud our guy? Or not? Go. He can do it all. He can do it all. He's he the buck though. <laughs> I'm a Michigan man. <laughs> I, I'm a Notre Dame guy, so yeah. But no, yeah, I, it, and in all a- actuality, he he can do it all, and I think that's what Coach Steichen is looking for. He's looking for that all-around quarterback that he has unlimited potential in in calling his plays. Oh. That go back and look at what Steichen has had True. and how he's utilized them. And there is a plethora of plays being called just because of this quarterback, or there's this quarterback, you know, like Phillip Rivers. All right, your arm's still good enough. Let's start, let's start slinging that ball. True, you know. So back then, if you go back, people weren't thinking. Philip Rivers was going to throw deep passes, but he did, but he did with Steichen, you know, Jalen hurts his, his, his rookie year. He got some play time. Wasn't that great. Look what Steichen done with him. Once he got, got a hold of him, you know, um, was it last? It was definitely last year that Philadelphia was the most explosive offense. Yes. And I think they were climbing the ladder the year prior to that as well just because he had that quarterback that can do just about anything okay you know so when i look at cj stroud i think if he's there that's that's who they go with because of steichen but the same and you might pass me up on the others the same goes for these other top quarterbacks okay because of their mobility now bryce young doesn't really have he might have the mobility but he wasn't he didn't utilize it at alabama enough right you know uh where all these other quarterbacks we're going to talk about actually utilize their legs 
All right. So so country, but he's from Ohio State. Um, he doesn't he doesn't he gets, you know, flustered once he's moving outside the pocket. Uh, and he's from Ohio State. And, you know, they traditionally don't do well when it comes to quarterback. Still, why is CJ Stroud our guy? I really just like can't piggybacking off a of pat here. I mean, the potential is just, oh, my gosh, man. The potential is so there. I mean, he's he's, you know, the ultimate what in this quarterback class, he's the ultimate hybrid to what we need. You know, he can throw the ball. He can stay in the pocket and throw the ball. He's got a hell of an arm. He can he can run the ball when he has to. I mean, regardless of size, I mean, he he's almost a resemblance of Andrew Luck. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a tick. I'm not saying maybe not Whoa. the hype. Is, okay. The hype may not be there as much okay, for Andrew, okay. you know. <laughs> but, but you know, it's just there's a lot of traits that I see in his highlights that just remind me a lot of him. He's poised. He's serious. Um, you know, he's all about the game when he's in that huddle. I mean, I think he's a good quarterback, potentially going to be a great quarterback for us. Yes. Uh, but he's just re- – he's well-rounded, and he's just – he's intelligent, athletic. He's just the ultimate package. I think that's why we get him at pick number four. All right. Well – Clyde says this. <laughs> Clyde says, because I actually can put myself in the shoes of <laughs> my own thoughts. And what I mean by that is because usually I'm just like, nope, no Ohio State kid, especially to Indianapolis. Because why? We always pick an uh, Ohio State kid, and despite his position, it usually doesn't work out, right? We, we are very, very, very much on the loss side when it comes to picking Ohio State players. But there's something different in my opinion, about this kid, right? And I don't want to sound like, you know, somebody that knows him personally, but just watching him play, I'm like, a lot of times the team is hard to beat. Sometimes a player is hard to beat. C.J. Stroud is hard to beat. <laughs> like, like literally, like, there's no game that I watch, even when they lose, and it was rare in his career, that they felt, it felt like, oh, man, like, they don't have a chance. Like, that dude will play back from 14-0, you know, like the Georgia game was wild, right? Like that Georgia game was crazy. Now Georgia would end up winning, but there was times when I felt like Georgia was about to just run away with it. And then CJ Stroud was like, hold on, wait a minute. I'm still here, <laughs> right? I can mm-hmm. make plays with my legs. I can definitely make plays with my arm. And he showed us all of that. And I think he needed, despite his numbers over the last two years, he needed a performance against a team like Georgia to sell that to the world. And he sold me, right? And I think, and we're going to talk about this with each player, <laughs> but I think that uh, initially going in, he was hands down my guy. But then I can't help but to feel that because of all the things we've heard, he can go one, he can go two, he probably wouldn't be there. You find yourself watching the other players, and in that, <laughs> we'll transition to Anthony Richardson, and I'll start this because I'm not going to lie, I have fell in love with Anthony Richardson's what? criticism. Yes, yes. Oh my yes. God. Yes. Yes. Carvey's head flipping <laughs> <laughs> no, off yes. his shoulders hey. right now. Listen. <laughs> you said you're rooting, you're rooting for my cousin? <laughs> Man. Listen, listen. Okay, because because for the longest, right? At least at least a month. CJ Stroud, ever since the combine, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young honestly have been off of the board for the Colts, seeing that we were not moving up. 
this is just all the tr- the chatter between fans, between analysts, between you know news stations or networks or whatever. And so you can't help but to start like really focusing on kind of like when you go to the car dealership, right? Like you want the car with all the options, <laughs> but your money don't spend like that. So <laughs> maybe I got to get the mid-level, right? So I started looking at the mid-level heavy. And, you know, for me, the mid-level was definitely Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, further on down the line, you know, hooker because of the injury. So studying his athleticism and then just imagining him in our offense and thinking about Jalen Hurts and then putting it all together, I was like, holy shit, bro. Like, this is probably the biggest, fastest quarterback that maybe ever stepped into the NFL. Now, there's guys that are taller than him, sure. But to be around 240, 245 and run a 4-4, I don't think that's – you would have, I would have to do some fat check, but I don't think that's ever happened. And to think that, you know, he doesn't have a lot of tape, which is good and bad, because with not having a lot of tape, you don't know what change I can turn him into. But with having just enough tape, you know he's a threat. So now I'm like, yeah, CJ Stroud is my guy on paper. Absolutely. But oh, shit. If, if Anthony Richardson is there, like, yo, God, take him. Help me, Acosta. <laughs> I'm eating all my words from months ago. I look like a crazy man. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Claude. I mean, the kid is probably outside of CJ Stroud has the most potential, and we know Shane Steichen is the quarterback guru. Mm-hmm. The, uh, mm-hmm. the quarter. I mean, he's groomed so many great quarterbacks and potentially great quarterbacks, and I just I get to see him mentoring this kid so well that he's going to be explosive. And, I mean, like you said, his size alone, bro, his Crazy. size alone is just stupid. Yeah, Rascor off and the I mean, charts, man. But, and then, you know, that, that video of him with his arm, you know, just throwing it, what was it, like 80 or 90 yards or something stupid. I don't think it was that long, but it was far. Or, you know, it was far. You know what, <laughs> you I, threw you know it, what I mean? The man. whole football field, I don't know about that, but it was far. <laughs> yeah, it was It was definitely far. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it just – the talent potential that is there. If Shane yeah. Steichen can unleash that in him, there's no stopping this kid. And Shane Steichen is the coach to do it. So if we get AR 15, uh-huh. I, I see us being a playoff contention team within next year. Patrick, but he only has 13 games. Patrick, he has the highest bust rate with 80% of people thinking he's going to be a bust. And so on and so forth and so on and so forth. But your Marcus Russell and no, no, no. Why is Anthony Richardson our guy? <laughs> For a, all the same reasons that I talked about CJ was our guy. Yeah. Every reason is the same. But the one thing Anthony has over CJ is just pure, raw, athletic athleticism talent running yes. through every pore of that guy's body. Easy with I mean, the description, man. You'd be getting a little too <laughs> you get a little too too depictive. But anyway, I see what you're saying. I would say this this guy's over trying to write a documentary about this kid's life and shit. <laughs> okay, but anyway. just trying to be accurate. Okay, yes. There's a lot of athletic talent inside this man. Anyway, continue. Yeah. You know, so the upside with this kid is tremendous. Hard to pass up. Huh? Yeah, it, it is hard to pass up. You know, is he going to be a bust? I don't know. Will CJ be a bust? I don't know. 
that's the only time will tell that we can not peel layers back on. Mm. We can't peel a layer back on those. You know, that is only time, you know, but potentially, man, the kid, kids got it all. Okay. But, oh, but. (laughs) There's always a but with you. No, because this is the one. But Will Levis seems to be connected to the Colts when you ask anybody and everyone. And I see Acosta, you definitely going first because you cannot (laughs) get down with that. So why, oh, why does everyone feel that Will Levis is the guy? Because lo and behold, I'm telling you, more than you hear Anthony Richardson, more than you hear C.J. Stroud, you hear number seven from the University of Kentucky being tied to us at number four. And Acosta, why is that not <laughs> what you want to see? <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, bro, come on. I mean, it's just, I don't know what, you know, what these eight scouts and, you know, even what Peyton, the great Peyton, you know, go, the GOAT seen in him. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just, from what I've seen at the Combine, I know they weren't his normal receivers and stuff. I get all that. The chemistry wasn't there and blah, 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 blah. But just AR-15 outdid him in every category. He completed more passes. His arm strength's better. He was more accurate with the deep ball. Just, just That's just from what I've seen. I'm, you know, I live down here, you know, close to Louisville, about half an hour from Louisville. So I seen him play at U of L against you know the Cardinals, and even then, like you know, obviously U of L wasn't all that great at the time that he that I went and seen him play. I think it was like his sophomore year or something, and even he was still young. But you know, it was against a a really bad Cardinal team, so of course he's going to shine pretty well. And you know, he had a lot of good games against the SEC teams, which you know is a powerhouse in college. So, but. What they're seeing and what I'm seeing, I'm not convinced. I mean, I, I mean, I'm not a professional by any means. I played my years of football. I went on the professional collegiate level. Could have been there, but wasn't. Um, but what I'm seeing, I wasn't impressed with. I think AR-15 has way more potential. Is he a top five quarterback? Yeah, not my opinion. Top ten, definitely. But you know, I, I honestly just don't think he's ready for the NFL. Patrick, but Will Levis shows the most poise. He makes bad decisions, but he's fearless. He's a big guy, strong, can run, can throw. You know, people are comparing him maybe to a raw Patrick Mahomes. All kind of craziness. Well, I'm hearing <laughs> why I'm hearing, is he the guy or not? I'm hearing more comparisons to Josh Allen just because oh, this I heard the, that one too. The size. Yeah. Um on on Levis, I'm not saying he is the guy, but I'm also not saying he isn't the guy. You know, going back to what Country said, I haven't watched a whole lot of tape on on Will Levis. Now we've seen him at the combine, and if you ask me, maybe it was just nerves. I don't know, but he was he wasn't as as accurate as I thought he should have been. Put when a few you're in the dirt. <laughs> yeah, when you when you're just. <clears throat> having a pitch catch sit sit sorry pitch, <laughs> it's okay oh, work it out work it out pitch and catch sound, session, sound it out there big boy session good <laughs> god i got it. It took me eight minutes to get that out. i deserve that holy one. crap but when you have okay. just that pitch and catch and and you're making wild throws you're, you're making your receivers you know turn the exact opposite way of the when they're supposed to be going and those that kind of scares me. Now, is it fixable? Yeah, that's absolutely. 
uh, every one of these young kids coming out is going to have uh, weaknesses to their game, you know, and that's part of the, the scouting report, you know, is their weaknesses, you know, can coach Shane and his staff go in there and fix it? Probably. But is it going to be easier to fix somebody else's weaknesses than it is his? I don't know because I'm not a fly in the in the war room, so I don't know what they're thinking. But <clears throat> if they go with him, then I'll support him. Absolutely. 40, 45 seconds on Will Levis for me. Unfortunately, in this current draft – to even include the next guy we're going to talk about, Hendon Hooker, before we get out of here, he doesn't have the complete wow factor that the other ones do. I think that in a lesser of a comparable draft, like if there was if there was one of them drafts where there's only like two quarterbacks, right, and he's one of them, I think everybody's like Will Levis, Will Levis, despite his issues. But watching Anthony Richardson go nuts, knowing C.J. Stroud, who he is, understanding Bryce Young is gonna, probably going to be the first one. And, oh, by the way, if Hendon Hooker wouldn't have got injured, what if, right? That's, That's what, what Will Levis kind of where he is for me. Yep. Which then <laughs> rolls us into our last guy as we get ready uh, to close out. Hendon Hooker, I'll start with him. I remember being very blown away by watching him play against Alabama. Him and Jalen Wyatt had a day to remember. And I remember saying, what about this kid? And what I didn't know at that time, and so this is on me, the COVID, the COVID era was nuts, meaning kids got to get that extra year. And this dude was like 42 years old. Him and Stetson Bitson are like 42 <laughs> years old. I don't know. <laughs> no, being, being serious, like he's like 26 years old. And that's what scares me more than anything is because, yes, we want a young quarterback. But let's just take him to his second contract. He's already 30 versus a mm-hmm. second contract for Anthony Richardson, who's 25. You know, Bryce Young, who will be 25. Will Levis might be 26. I don't know. 30 years old on your second contract? That's Chris Winkie. So that scares me. Plus, out of all of the guys, he played in the least pro system. Like, the system that Josh Heupel runs out there in Tennessee is like – I'm going to spread my receivers as far as you can go, <laughs> making the defense spread out as far as possible, and then we're just going to run slants, crosses, ins, outs. Dudes are going to run out the backfield. Uh, we're going to make linemen eligible, all kind of shit. I don't. <laughs> it's like arcade. It's like playing NFL Blitz. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no. uh, he, but he could run, and so I'm going to give him that, but then he's coming off of a knee injury, so then that kind of limits that. So to me right now, he is the last of the last, even behind Will Levis when you're talking about number four. But if we did something crazy and trade it back, then it's a different conversation. But we're just going to stick with where we are. Currently, we're number four. So for me, Hendon Hooker, the question mark, can't draft him there. Just my thoughts. But let's make this quick. Let's go around. Pat, give me your Hendon Hooker analysis because you love him. You met his I, sister, I, you met his mom, and you I fall in love with people's family. And then you forget about everything. That's what it's all about. (laughs) Family is everything. (laughs) But even if I wouldn't have had met them, uh, Hendon was my guy from from that game, from that Alabama game. Okay. I was like, this kid, he's got every tool you could imagine. He's good. He's poised in the pocket. He can run. 
Understood. He's hitting tight windows. Yeah, I absolutely love his game. If if we trade back and that's who we pick up, I'm not mad about that one either. Boy, the Colts fans are going to go bananas. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we and I'm going to be one of them. I've, I've hit the table before. Why are you trading back? I've been sitting here all night. Oh, trying man. To if you, if, we your hear, pick is. if we hear that, good night. If we hear the Colts have the, the picks in, the Colts make a trade with whomever, man, I'm going to be in Kansas City, and they're probably going to have to, like, drag me off. <laughs> drag me out of the union station. They're getting, you're getting security. Yeah, probably. All right. It costs yeah, you got the got last words. We got mail, bell money for you. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be up here choking Roger. Don't right. accept it. Don't accept it. Absolutely not. <laughs> Costa, why is he your guy or why is he is or why isn't he? I mean, I'm in between with him because like I'm you know, I'm in between what you guys have said, you know, his you know, his play schemes, you know, it's definitely co- collegiate level, not NFL-ready level. So, his, I think his knowledge is going to definitely lack um, in that category. But his raw talent is great. But just what – that knee injury is what scares me the most. Facts. Big facts. Because <clears throat> it just it, – excuse me. It just um, it, sh- it just shouts RG3 vibes to me. Big time. You know, because, I mean I – mean, and honestly, you know, Lamar Jackson vibes, really. You know, Big as time. far as – it's just, you know, depending on his legs and too much. And um, so, but I, I I didn't get to see the game against Alabama, but when I heard Pat talking about it in our in our own little personal group chat, I went back and I watched the highlights. I'm like, man, yeah, this kid's got such raw talent. Excellent. But I'm, I'm going to agree with you, though, Clyde. At number four, if we stay there, we don't pick him up. Yeah, and he's 40 years old. No, no knock on him, but I'm 40 years old. Pick me up. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> You want to be Bob Sanders. And with that, <laughs> they're going to have to pick you up and get you on the bus. Oh, my God. Episode one of the Anvil Show in the Sick Podcast is a wrap. Sammy, take us out of here. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Anvil Show on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.